0: From the small business capital of America. This is WIIFM Milwaukee.
1: An idea coach station. This episode is a special edition recorded live in the Podcast Town Studios at the Idea Collective Retreat for Small Business Owners. The Idea Collective community is the business family you choose to build your business. Small business doesn't have to be so hard. Learn more about our fast-growing and fun group at ideacoachmedia.com slash idea. Now, on with the show.
0: Welcome to another episode of Unspoken Conversations with Candace. I am so excited to be at this Idea Collective Retreat 2021. Um, I have a guest here in the Podcast Town studio here. I'm so excited in the Lake Geneva, Grand Geneva in Wisconsin. I have Wendy Babcock on my show today. Hope I said that right. Yes, yeah, you did. You got awesome. it. And Wendy's going to introduce herself. But I just want to say I've only met you, I think this is our third time actually speaking. Yeah. We met on a video conference and I shared my story of being abused as a child and um, how I had a you know childhood trauma. And sharing my story in a virtual meeting, two others out of I think it was six of us yeah. said they also had experienced a similar trauma, you know, abuse is abuse, trauma is trauma, and it affects you. And so that's why I'm so happy that you're on my show to share a little bit about your story. And I, I really believe in divine design. Our paths are meant to cross. Yeah. And we're both speaking on Sunday <laughs> together. So I think that's amazing. So yes. I just, again, our paths are meant to cross. So absolutely share with the audience a little bit about yourself.
1: So I think we relate a lot together. We learned even more today. We're very similar. We're both Jack or Jill's of all trades, I guess, to be correct. Um, (laughs) I'm a TEDx speaker, author, podcast host. I call myself a humorist because I love being just a jokester. Um, I'm the founder of Slam Networking and Profit Up LLC. Um, Excellent. Yeah. And all of that, I think, is my desire to do me finally. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And I, it's interesting because, like, I think I shared this when we were talking originally on our virtual call is, you know, I work in corporate IT, you know, corporate America all day. My career, and I love what I do, but finding that passion, right? Mm-hmm. Writing the book, became the author, you know, um, doing motivational speaking, um, life coaching individuals, and then podcast, you know, and you also have a podcast. Yes. <laughs> and with my podcast, I think my vision, it was a vision off of the book. So the book being called Unspoken. And then the podcast being unspoken, conversations with Candace, why not bring people to the table Because really nobody likes to talk about trauma, nobody likes mm. to talk about their their things that are in the closet secrets um, yeah. and that's I, it's taboo and I really wanted to promote having those difficult conversations in order to promote healing because I think when you can be your best version of yourself is when you really heal from the inside out and, right and then that's why we are the Jill of all trades, I think.
1: (laughs) Yes, I agree. And I think as being an entrepreneur, what's really hard is whether to share that intimate story or not. I know some people say you have to like embrace it and share it, but there is more to it. So for me, being divorced and coming from domestic and childhood abuse, when I share my story, it affects the other people that I am close to, people who were around me during those times. So some people don't like me sharing my story. They want you to be silent. They want me to be silent because they didn't necessarily experience the same reality that I did. right? And that's what's hard because they weren't in my house. They didn't see what went down. right? And so when I share it, I don't know if they think it reflects on them necessarily or they just want me to shut up and be quiet and right. be like, just, just do your entrepreneur stuff. Don't talk about your past. Right.
0: And I, your past should not define who you're meant to be. I mean, we're both obviously yeah. <laughs> stellar in that area, right? But I, I don't think we, I, I've carried shame and fear yeah. too long. I'm done carrying that. And, and I think for you, tell me a little bit more about your story. Just some of the things, I mean, you don't to go into detail unless you want to, but I think sometimes the audience, the listeners just want to see how they can relate. And if they're right. going through it and if you got through it, they can relate to you.
1: And really, I mean, my story, I'm able to share a lot more now, sadly because my mother's passed. Okay. Um, and so that was a hard time sharing my, like my childhood growing up because she wasn't necessarily the abuser. It was my stepfather who was. Okay. And as an adult, reflecting on that, she would insist it didn't happen. Mm. Nope, that didn't happen on my watch. And so my sister and I were both like, wait, what? What do you mean it didn't happen? It, It happened. Right. And so he was very cruel. He would beat us with about words. You know, we were just, I can't even tell you the names he would call us. They were just horrific. And the emotional abuse, you know, and I'll actually talk about this on Sunday about how I've always been kind of a dreamer. I've always had like big goals, big dreams in my head and it was always a negative connotation to them. Oh, Wendy's just a dreamer. She's always got her head in the clouds. Mm -hmm. You know, my mom, which is ironic, she did become an entrepreneur. She owned a tavern for 18 years Mm -hmm. successfully. Mm -hmm. And so when I became an entrepreneur, it was so looked down on. It was like, you know, no, you need to get a stable job. Don't do this entrepreneur stuff. So there was a lot of narcissistic,
0: you know, traits behaviors mm of my mom.
1: And then also going through counseling, I learned, you know, she didn't protect me is where my issues came with her. Okay. Letting my stepfather basically abuse us that way. So then it, it was kind of a natural move going into my relationships as a teenager. Oh, you're speaking my it language. Was just, I have goosebumps talking about it, but I mean, she owned a bar. Mm-hmm. I identified with people who were much older than me. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt like I was older. Of course, all, all girls did. When we're 15, 16 years old, of course we think that we're, you know, we're 20 something right. minded we're, we're right. not, we're not, mm-hmm. um, So I started dating somebody at age 16, and he was 29. Wow. You know, and my parents knew him. And of course, they weren't thrilled because of the age difference, but they also didn't like tell me. Shut it down. They didn't shut Mm -hmm. it down. My mom, and it's kind of funny now, She was like, it's just a phase. It's just a phase. Well, we ended up getting married when I was 18. Mm -hmm. First kid at 21, second kid at 23, and it just became worse as the years went on. The control, he was very jealous. Mm -hmm. I think that it was a lot of his self-esteem, which I know now. Right, right. But it all reflected on me like my self-esteem issues were bred out of that situation. Right. We would get dressed up to go somewhere and I'd come out and he'd look at me and say, oh, is that what you're going to wear? And immediately I'm wearing something wrong. I'm doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. And so I'd have to go change and either I look like a whore or I look like a librarian. There Mm -hmm. was never any in between. Never. Never could
0: just give you a compliment and tell you you look nice.
1: Right. Right. You know, and it was like a Jekyll and Hyde Mm -hmm. because he could be a wonderful type of guy, but then there was also, you could feel the energy shift in the room Mm -hmm. when I'd said something he didn't like. And then there was going to be this big blowout fight. I mean, he put so many holes in our walls, you know, he didn't Mm -hmm. necessarily hit me, but there was a lot of shoving. He'd pin me down all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, threats, just fear. I just felt like I grew up between my childhood to my first marriage in just chronic fear. That's how I would describe it. Right. And that emotional abuse and, yeah.
0: you know, what you were describing, it transferred into your relationships, right? You just felt that was accepted and somebody yeah. could treat you that way because of your home, you know, and I always say this, you're a product of your home environment, good or bad or indifferent. You you can either rise above it or you can let it hinder you and you can go down a really destructive path, which, you know, when you were talking about like your, your mom, it was more comfortable for you to talk about the abuse after she passed, yes. right? Because you could be more open. Right. And I know like my mom, she's living and I don't think she's really read the book. She knows the content. She knows it happened. She believed me right? Your mom didn't really kind of believe you. She just kind right. of pushed it under the rug. And then I remember, you know, after, you know, finally my abuse stopped and then I became a young mother. I had two kids by the time I was 19, raising a young family. I mean, kind of single, not single with their dad off and on for many, many years, but we were kids raising kids. Yeah. That element of just, I call it dysfunction. Father of my kids, Randy doesn't awesome <laughs> like that word. Why do you use that word? But I, when I, you look at the definition, yeah. it, it really talks about how there's just things that are being done that's not normal. So right. that's what I think, right? And then when you were talking about how, when in your relationships, I struggled with trust. I struggled with men. I, I was jealous of, but that's because I was being abused. And right. I felt like I was the other woman sometimes in my own house. My yeah. mom and with me being there, it was just very uncomfortable.
1: And you do things that you swore you would never do. I go back and I think about, because I only want to be married once, right? I had this whole idea of what marriage should be and what it looked like. And I made my bed. Mm-hmm. I should lay in it. And that's mm-hmm. how I was brought up. That's when my stepfather, oh, you make mistakes, you have to just deal with it. And so, in my marriage, I thought, I have to do everything humanly possible to do before I can possibly leave. Mm-hmm. It came down to two weeks before Christmas. Um, I think this was year 2000. We got into a fight over something trivial, petty, petty. And I had, there was a moment where he literally carried me from my throat, by my throat, from the kitchen sink to our kitchen table. And I don't know if he just let me go or if I wiggled free. But the next day I knew I was barefoot in the winter in, the, in Wisconsin running down the road. My kids are still in the house. And I'm like, how did I get here? Wow. I had no memory of going out. the Sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. I've been running out the door. And so I have to go back in the house. My kids are in there and he was never abusive with my girls. But he was already on the phone calling my mom to come and get me. And there was literal, I mean, so my sister walked in. She was like, kill him. Mm-hmm. So we'll take Sorry. a pause there. No, I, so, and this
0: is why I appreciate my guests to come on my show because you're not the only one, right? Someone listening is probably either going through this right now, needs to hear this. And you know why you're a dreamer? Because all these things that were happening was going to just put you where you needed to be. Yeah. All these things, your life. And now I know you have a little a good story to kind of will end on a good story, but not now we're (laughs) going to keep talking. But I think, you know, being vulnerable, there's nothing wrong with that. Speaking your truth, there's nothing wrong with that. Telling people about it, talking about it, nothing wrong with it because you carry so much shame. We carry fear. We carry guilt. You know, you didn't want to leave because you were, it was instilled in your head that you had to stay in this relationship. Yeah. And that is such a real thing. And I mean, I I used to have a lot of my family, um, you know, we were a strong Hispanic family, but because I knew what Fred was doing to me, that's my abuser's name, Fred, and my mom, I didn't really model their he, how he was treating her. I didn't model it, right? I just was like, "Man, I don't want to be in a relationship." So a lot of times I was very promiscuous. I was, you know, mm-hmm. doing things that I wasn't proud of, you know, entertaining drugs, just having a good time. Everybody knew right. me as the fun girl, you know, or <laughs> she's the easy chick or you want some, she'll give you some. And, and to be labeled as such is just so embarrassing right. to even say or speak out, but that's really what I was hearing and You know, after you have kids, that changes. It really does. How I need to be a role model. I need to get my shit together. I need to own my shit, you know, and and that was another big thing. And so I I think just you sharing and and crying, I think, again, that's your healing, you know, and that's all part of it. And people that are listening, if, you know, you're going through some domestic violence or any type of emotional abuse, someone's being very controlling. Those are all signs of there's something that's not right. And if you feel it in your gut, you feel in your heart and your mind's telling you you need an escape. I'm going to put resources in the show notes so that you can reach out. You have two strong women here on this show telling you that you can do it and that you can survive whatever storm you're going through and you can rise to your occasion and be the best version that you can be. Here we are both, you know, life coaches, right? Coaches. Oh, kind speaker. Of speaker. Yeah, speaker. We yep. both speak. We both came from trauma, having childhood trauma, yeah. abuse you know, struggles, but we are both here as entrepreneurs in this wonderful Lake Geneva, having this business retreat with um, the Idea Collective 2021 on this podcast town <laughs> is studio. This is just so amazing. But I just want to say thank you for being on this show and, and sharing that. And tell me a little bit about now, Let's let, before we wrap up is I want to hear the good ending, because <laughs> you now are remarried and yeah. found a great partner. And again, to tell the listeners that You can find your partner, the one, whoever it is. Love is love, is what I believe.
1: Absolutely. And for me, I almost did the outstreet, or I went the opposite direction too far the first few guys I tried to date after the the first marriage ended. And then Brian and I were already friends. And, you know, it was just, we come from very similar childhoods. He grew up in, you know, some bad, a bad childhood as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so we really, we neither one of us like to fight, so we communicate. Which is a huge step up for both of us. Number one thing for relationships. Yes. Yeah. Communication is key. We're both entrepreneurs.
0: Both entrepreneurs. <laughs> Find someone that's a go-getter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I just think we're just, I don't know, we're just such a great pair. Mm-hmm. So they're out there. They're know? out and, there. And I think the women before me didn't appreciate who he is. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I would have appreciated who he was if I hadn't gone through what I went through.
0: You know what, is he just a really nice guy? Because a lot of times yes. those are the ones we bypass. I, absolutely. I, I think that's something with people that have been through. We want someone else to treat us like crap because we think that's what love is. That's what we think we need. We
1: need to fight. You right. know, if we're not fighting, then there's no passion. Yeah, Or yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, there's yeah, it, there passion. is a movie
0: that says makeup sex is the best sex or whatever, no, but I don't I, believe that. Me neither.
1: Me <laughs> I neither. I don't believe that. It, it should be a constant, you know, yes. it should be a
0: partnership. It should be a collaboration and communication. Agreed is key.
1: Yep. And when enough people tell you no through your life, you learn to like look in that mirror and tell yourself yes every single day. And that's what I've done.
0: That's what you've done. And that's you found your your one. Yeah. And that I think is amazing. So again, <laughs> to the listeners, you know, it can happen for you. And again, you know, this show, Unspoken Conversation with Candace is really to bring guests to speak about their truth, put a, sh- a shine of a light on it for others, which is what you've done. And really just to inspire somebody, encourage someone, motivate them, you know, that if they're going through a tough time, that it's okay to not be okay. You're not alone and there are resources to help, you know, and there's two resources here. I will make sure to put um, your contact information and short notes to your, your business. And if there's any entrepreneurs that want to partner with either one of us, uh, we are here to help foster the best version of yourself. And I just want to say thank you, Wendy, for being my guest. (laughs) Again, Divine Design at its finest. I I just love it. Thank you so much for inviting me. I appreciate the conversation. (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you so much. And um, I look forward to just partnering and working with you on our entrepreneurship. Yes, you too. Thank you.
1: Thank you for listening to this special edition recorded live in the Podcast Town studios at the Idea Collective Retreat for Small Business Owners. Podcast Town is your complete podcasting solution to help you grow your show. Get help to launch, book, produce, monetize, and more. Podcast Town makes it easy. Just show up and perform. Learn more at podcasttown.net.